If you go to a networking event and you just ask the same standard questions, oh, what do you do? Everybody's been saying that over and over and over. And by the end of that event, they're just like, I don't even want to do this anymore because I'll have to talk about it. But if you actually go a level deeper and say, what are you most passionate about? What are you doing in your life right now that you feel is making a difference on your community? Welcome to episode 98 of the 95 podcast. My name is Nick Nelbach, and today I have another exciting interview for you. The man you just heard speaking is Jason Sircone. Jason is someone who I'd consider an avid podcast nut like myself, only his focus is on something a little bit different. Instead of focusing on the podcast host side of things, Jason helps people become better guests on other podcasts. Now, if you haven't yet gotten on the guest podcasting train, you're really missing out. If done correctly and you follow the advice that Jason shares in this episode, you'll be well on your way to becoming a knockout podcast guest and growing your brand as a result of it. You ready? Let's do this. Hey, before we get into the interview, I have some exciting news. So I'm launching, or maybe I should say reviving, a YouTube channel. I put the feelers out over on social media, and it seems like a decent number of people are interested in learning more about podcasting. So if you've been wanting to learn more about podcasting, if you've been wanting to pick up some tips, maybe some editing advice, whatever it is, I will be posting a lot more of that over on YouTube. So if this is you, if you've been on the fence about it for a while now, I would love it if you came over and subscribed to the channel. Just go to 95podcast.com forward slash YouTube. That will redirect you to YouTube where you can then subscribe and get notified whenever my new videos come out. Okay, let's get back on track. Music, please. This is the 95 Podcast, and I'm your host, Nick Nelbach where we get into the minds of entrepreneurs and people just like you so you can start, build, and grow your own online business. Welcome back to the 9-5 Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Nelbach, and this is the show where we bring on entrepreneurs and business owners to help you start and grow your own business. And today with me, we have Jason Sircone. Jason, welcome to the 9-5 Podcast. What is going on, Nick? Happy to be here with you. I'm a big fan of the show. Love what you're doing. Excited to talk with you today. Awesome, man. I'm super excited to have you here. We're talking every once in a while, I like to slip in these podcast episodes talking about podcasting because I I personally think it's a huge thing. It's an awesome thing. I've fallen in love with the process. Um, Before we kick things off and kind of get into the main theme of this episode, and that is guest podcasting, actually. Why don't you give the listeners a little bit of an idea of who you are and where you fit in this entrepreneur podcasting space? I'm Jason Sircone. I've been podcasting since 2015. I had a radio show back in college and lightly pursued radio or tried to pursue radio after that. Discovered that it really wasn't going to work out, so went many different directions after that. And 14 years later, found myself back to a microphone when podcasting became more of a thing. Absolutely fell in love with it once again and did several shows of varying success over a few year period. And when I really decided that I wanted to keep going with this, but I wanted to do it much better than what I had been doing, I decided to just put the microphone away for a while and just study. Just listen to other podcasts, discover how they were putting shows together, how they were talking with guests, how guests were conducting themselves when they joined shows. And in addition to that, I was listening to radio personalities and listening to the news and sportscasters more from an analytical standpoint to get an idea of how they were projecting their message, 
how their voice was being put out into the world. And that really gave me a very well-rounded perspective on how to do this much better. And in that same time, I learned more about the ins and outs of podcasting and what I needed to do to make a more compelling show. And when I jumped back in, I went full bore and things started to work out much better for me. And I was helping others develop podcasts uh, during the pandemic. This is really when everything shifted for me. I decided that I had been working in the beer industry. I, I had done some craft beer advocacy with some breweries and bars in Pittsburgh where I'm located. And I was helping them place their products. And once everything closed down, there weren't a lot of places to put those products anymore. So I had to shift. And throughout everything I've been doing on the entrepreneurial side since 2015, podcasting has been a constant. So I decided I wanted to go all in on this. And that's exactly what I did. Kept working with people on production and then started to focus on the guesting side and getting people onto shows that aligned with their mission and message that allowed them to connect with audiences that would resonate with that message. So they would in turn follow them based on their call to action and come into their communities and then they can take it from there. And what I discovered in doing that was that people really do want to use this platform to build their brand, but they're not quite sure how to do it or they just have never really realized that there is a process to this. There is a method to the madness. There is a way to make it work properly. So I've developed a training program that helps teach that and I've shifted everything to coaching and training and mentoring people to do this right. I love that. I cannot wait to unpack this method. Uh, guest podcasting specifically, like since I started my show, I was very focused on hosting. How do I provide a good experience for the guest, a good experience for the listener? But I didn't spend a whole lot of time putting myself in that guest seat. And it's a completely different ball game when you're behind the mic on someone else's show. Mm -hmm. And in some instances, you can kind of relax a little bit because you're not the one like in control of everything. But on the same token, you kind of have to show up in order to be effective with it. So I'm really excited to unpack all this. Before we do that, we're going to get into the pod deck questions right away, get those knocked out, learn a little bit more about Jason, and then we'll kind of roll into the, the guest podcasting stuff. How's that sound? Sounds great. Shout out to my man, Travis, over at Poddex. Absolutely. These have been a fun, a fun little break into the show to get to know people. And I've... I don't know. I've just had a lot of fun with them. I'm getting kind of close to the end now, though, so I'm going to have to go get another deck so that yeah, I can right. keep this thing rolling. <laughs> but, all right. So question number one, chosen at random. What is one surefire way to grab your attention? Proper grammar. Everything spelled right. Interesting. <laughs> I mean, especially in the on the internet, there is... I would say the standards for proper grammar has have been lowered significantly over the years and nobody really proofreads the messages that they put out into the world and they're using text talk and LOLs and shortened <laughs> words and abbreviations to the point where sometimes it looks more like an eye chart than a statement. And I wonder how we've devolved to that point. I mean, I have ideas and I'm sure we all have some idea of how it's all come to be, but when a brand or a person put some detail into the words they put into the world, that's going to grab me every single time. I mean, I was laughing about it, but I, you're definitely right. Like you can tell when someone's writing you a genuine like DM or message or email or whatever it is, or if it's just like a cookie cutter, copy and paste, mm -hmm. throw it into a template and like off you go. That's like, right. 100%. No matter how personal you think it is, it, you can always tell. For some mm -hmm. reason, you can just always tell. <laughs> 
Especially, I mean, this isn't a blanket statement, but some people forget to change the name. I get requests for podcasts all the time, and it doesn't even have my podcast name. I'm like, yeah, we're going to take you real seriously. Uh-huh. <laughs> awesome. No, okay. That's that's a good one. I, I like that. Grammar. Not where I thought you were going to take it, but that's awesome. <laughs> it makes a lot of sense. Try to go a few layers deep with everything I do. <laughs> all right. Question number two. What is the strangest thing you've ever seen in the middle of the road? This... <laughs> This is fun. A cow. Oh. I, back in high school, I was, I, I, I come from a small town called Bradford, Pennsylvania. It's three hours north of Pittsburgh where I live now. And I was dating a girl who lived in an even smaller town outside of Bradford called Turtle Point. And we were going back. It was a friend of mine and, and, and I were going down this back road to get to her house. And we were just driving down this road. I mean, it's dark. It's foggy. Mm-hmm. And as we're coming up, I look at, I'm like, I mean, I'm completely sober. So this wasn't like we were teenage kids being stupid, <laughs> driving after a bunch of booze. We're sober. And I'm looking, I'm like, dude, that's a cow. That is a cow in front of us in the middle of the road. And he says, no way. But as we got closer, sure as hell, there was a cow that had somehow gotten out from a farm nearby and just was wandering down the road on a midnight stroll oh my god so just by itself just Just by itself just hanging out (laughs) and we you know it didn't we went around it and kept on going and all was good but yeah i mean not this in north carolina me and my buddy were going golfing one time and a goat was in the road that was the only time (laughs) i'd ever seen a goat in the road so i guess to answer the question the overarching theme is i've seen a lot of farm animals in the middle of the road. <laughs> not where they're supposed to not be. Not <laughs> where they're supposed to be. They're not serving their purpose in the middle of the road. That's for sure. Oh, I love that. This last winter, I traveled out to Colorado and we were like, we had our eyes, we had signs and everything up for like antelope and bighorn sheep and stuff like that. When we were coming back, we were driving back and there was a bighorn sheep just chilling on the side of the road, like awesome. watching cars go by. That was like the coolest thing ever because I'd never seen one up closer in real life. That's like, cool. Let's go right by it. <laughs> that's awesome. Awesome. Okay. That's it for pod deck questions, but I do have one question that I'm going to ask you that I ask every guest that I bring on the show, and that is, what is your superpower? I, I firmly believe that everyone has a superpower. They have that one thing that just makes them incredibly unique, and that could be something that you recognize for yourself as being your superpower or something that maybe other people have come to you because they feel this is your superpower. So what would you say your superpower is? My superpower is the power of conversation. I can have a conversation with anybody at any time. Just put me in front of somebody and I'll find a way to talk with them. One way, shape, or form. I'm not saying it's going to be the type of conversation that changes the world every single time, but I'm going to get them to talk about something. I think a lot of this has stemmed into podcasting. Maybe it was vice versa, but with my podcast, I don't just ask surface level questions. I try to get a little deeper into the subject matter. I'm trying to get my guest to say to me, no one's ever asked that before, or Mm. that's such a good question. I've, I've never heard it like that. To me, that says that I'm doing my job because I'm trying to get them to talk about something that they haven't talked about on 20 or 5, 25, 30 other podcasts. When that happens, I know I'm going to get a good story out of it. Mm-hmm. So to be able to sit down with somebody who you've never met before and just have a conversation, you've got to dig a little deeper right from the start. Ask some questions that trigger that dopamine and get somebody excited to talk. If you can do that, then you can have a conversation with everybody. But sometimes that's a little difficult and this isn't something that you just do. You have to work at it. And I've been mm-hmm. working at it pretty much my whole life because I I have a problem shutting up. There's no question about that. 
So being able to carry on a conversation with anybody is something that I feel is a great skill to have. It makes life much more exciting. I get to learn from people all the time. And I've even been complimented that some people have said, I just like to talk to you. You're fun to converse with. So that's a that's something that I, if I have to rip the shirt open. Instead of an S, there'd be a big C for conversation. <laughs> I love that. That's a great answer and perfectly placing you in the podcasting space. Right. Um, obviously, you, you said the the experience and continually talking with people and like just putting in the repetitions obviously helped with all of that, generating better conversations. Um, but I think for any podcasters listening, is there anything specifically that you do when you're talking to someone that kind of helps dig deep into some of those like, wow, no one's ever asked me that type of content. Well, are, are you talking off a podcast? Just if you're talking with somebody, like if I run into somebody on the street and we're just. Yeah, like, either or. I, th- I think both are applicable for sure. Yeah, I think w- with podcasting, you have the benefit of preparation. You have time mm-hmm. to research your guests and learn more about them. And then you can discover, OK, this is something that's actually going to get them talking versus just give me a very quick and scripted answer. But when you run into somebody on the street, you have to just, again, you have to gauge the situation. Some people will immediately put up that shield because they're not going to talk to you no matter what you do or what you say. But if you know you're standing next to somebody, like if you're on an elevator, you're waiting in line, you can tell somebody's going to be personable with you. And what's fun with that is it's a stranger. So you can have some fun with it. What do you have to lose? And it's you know, like, let, let's use networking events as our example here. If you go to a networking event and you just ask the same standard questions, oh, what do you do? Everybody's been saying that over and over and over. And by the end of that event, they're just like, I don't even want to do this anymore because I'll have to talk about it. But if you actually <laughs> go a level deeper and say, what are you most passionate about? What are you doing in your life right now that you feel is making a difference on your community? Give them something new to talk about, something that they're not doing over and over and over. So 100% that applies to a real world situation. It applies to a podcast interview. If you can get somebody to actually talk about something that gets them perked up, you get that dopamine hit because you're excited. You're actually getting to talk about something different. That's going to have a person connect with you on a much more meaningful level. So for podcasters that are looking to grow their audience, it's all about creating quality, valuable content that keeps the asses in the seats. If someone tunes in and you're giving them value each and every episode and then you're giving it to them consistently, they're going to keep coming back for more and they're going to recommend you to others. They're going to say, you've got to listen to Nick's show. He is killing it. Him and his guests are having phenomenal conversations. You'll love this. That's how you grow. Everybody gets hung up on this growth and how do we do it and how do we get there? Focus on the quality and focus on good conversations and you're going to get there much faster. Yeah, no, I... I love that. I think there's a lot to be said about that. It's it's something I know since starting the podcast, I've definitely gotten better at it. And that's sure. just a result of the repetitions. Like exactly you right. Yeah. The more you do it, the, it, it's just anybody that's looking to tell their brand story on a podcast. The very first time you do it, you may not do it too well, but you can listen back and say, okay, here's some improvements I can make. This is what I may have forgot to say next time I can say this. And every single time you do that and you evaluate yourself, You're going to get better the next time you come out. You've learned from a mistake. Or you may even hear something that sounds great, but I can make a small tweak here and it's going to make this story even more compelling. Mm -hmm. And if you keep doing that over and over and over with consistency, you are going to get better by default. There's no way you can't. No, I'm 100% with you. So let's transition now. Let's talk about guest podcasting because this, like I said, is... It's fascinating to me. It's something I've started spending a lot more time in, and I think it's something that the listeners, regardless if you are a podcast host 
or you just are building a business or a brand, this is something that you should be taking advantage of. So I guess why don't we kick it off with why? Like what is the benefit of guest podcasting and why should brands be paying attention to this? The podcast platform is the greatest stage for telling a story. In today's world, the brands that are excelling are the ones that have a great story that people are gravitating towards. So two plus two equals four in this case. If you have a great story, you need a platform on which to tell it. And the podcast platform can give that to you. So building your brand through the podcast platform is dynamic. It's innovative. It's fun. And it gives you an opportunity to connect with a new audience each and every guest appearance you make. Now, the big caveat that you have to keep in mind here is if you're going to do this, if you're a brand builder right now, you want to get your name out there, you want more people putting their eyes on what you do, you want to impact their world, and you want to use podcasting as a content strategy to make it happen. You need to understand that you have to be rooted in value. You cannot show up on podcasts and just go into sales mode. No one is going to want to listen to that. The host is going to see value in you if you Put your knowledge and expertise out there for them to say, wow, well, I think if we had a conversation on my podcast, my audience would love this. And then if you show up and just start selling, they're going to be pretty pissed off that they put their faith in you and then you didn't hold up your end of the bargain. To the tune of your interview may never even see the light of day because that podcaster may say my audience is going to hate this. If it turns them off to a point that they never want to listen to my show again, now I'm going backwards. So <laughs> you have to show up with value. You have to show up with a compelling story. And you don't need to sell. If you put yourself in that position to where you're making an impact, you're showcasing your expertise, you are the resource, the authority in your industry, in your niche, why would you need to sell? Because people instinctively will hear your voice and say, hmm, I'm interested in this. And this guy or this girl has their shit together. They know what they're talking about. I want to learn more from them. How do I do that? I can go to their website. Oh, look, they have this giveaway. They have this. They have that. They have these resources that will help. If you do your job and show up with value, people will follow. When you're building your brand in this way, it's so fun to get to connect with new audiences every time. But one of the big forgotten items in place here is the networking that you get to do with the host of that podcast. After this is over, you and I may sit here and talk for another 10, 15, 20 minutes, Nick, about anything and everything that could lead to, hey, you know what? I've got a great show for you to be a part of or Nick, you could say to me, you know, I actually have somebody that's been looking to be a podcast guest, but isn't quite sure how to proceed. I'm going to hook them up with you. So you're creating all these great opportunities for yourself because you're rooted in value, because you're looking to make a difference in the world and not just go into sales mode. So if you're looking to do this, there's a way to do it. And that's what I teach in my training program is the effective strategies that allow you to learn how to be an impactful guest, even if you don't have a podcast. You build your brand in this capacity and you pick up skills that are going to translate to other aspects of your professional and personal life. You're going to learn how to communicate with your colleagues. You're going to learn how to communicate with clients in a much more effective fashion because you're learning speaking skills that teach you how to accelerate the growth of your brand. I've, I've gone all in on this. I don't know if my voice is coming through with enough passion to showcase it. I've gone all in on this because I, <laughs> I've been doing it myself and I know it works. So I, and I look forward to teaching anyone and everyone who's looking for this strategy in their world, how to do it right and how to get ROI from their time as a podcast guest. Yeah. I, it's blown my mind. Like there's so many people out there that see the advantage of podcasting and there's others that obviously don't and are missing out. I personally feel but I mean, there are like serial guest podcasters out there, like people that don't have a podcast at all, but understand 
the importance and the value of podcasting. That's right. And that's, they spend a lot of their time like weekly, just as often as I'm recording podcasts for my show, they're out there getting booked on other people's podcasts because yeah, why wouldn't you? You're getting exposed to so many new audiences, like you said. Yeah. And I, I, I try to do two a week. to get that exposure. Right. I try to do two episodes or two interviews a week. This, I, I have five this week as we sit and record. And and I welcome all of it because again, every conversation I have could potentially be the next big breakthrough. Absolutely. So I, I guess with that said, that that poses one question. If we're wanting to start taking guest podcasting seriously, obviously we're going to cover some of that framework that you're discussing. Like how do we actually become a good guest, but how do we actually get booked on podcasts? Because that's not always the easiest to like kind of cut through that noise. Like what are some ways that we can either pitch ourselves or find ways to get booked on shows? There's a lot of services out there that you can use. I mean, there's of course podcast booking agencies if you wanted to go that route where you actually have someone do the heavy lifting for you. But if you want to go a DIY route, there are a number of ways to do it. And I'm going to go back to the whole rooted in value philosophy because it applies here. The value that you provide to a podcaster starts from the very first correspondence. Your goal is to position yourself as an as a valuable asset to that podcaster before, during, and after your, your interview takes place. If you do that, that's how you're going to get repeat appearances on that show. That's how you're going to get that podcaster to recommend you to five other shows that they're connected with. So you start working smarter, not harder in that respect. What a lot of people do, and this is one of the biggest mistakes that people make, is they don't do their research. They don't do their homework up front to find out if the podcast even makes sense for them. Because if you're in the financial advising world, does it make any sense for you to go on a fantasy football podcast? No, but there are people that will throw out a pitch or a presentation to any podcast within a 10 mile radius and hope to get a couple responses. Then they go on the podcast, but the audience isn't there for what they have to offer. Therefore, nothing is congruent. And then they wonder why podcast guesting doesn't work. You have to find shows that make sense for you, your brand, your mission, your message, and your philosophies and your overall objectives. Because if they don't, you're wasting your time. You're wasting everyone's time. Mm -hmm. I'll give you a great example. I have a show called Pod Theory, which I'm not actively producing new content for, but it's to help podcasters be better at podcasting. I've got like 130 some episodes. It's out there. It's Something that I may rebrand and, and do something with down the road, but my current podcast evolution of brand is where all my focus is right now in regards to podcast creation. But when I was doing that show actively, I had a guy reach out to me. Now, keep in mind, this is a show designed for podcasters to learn more about podcasting. The email I got said, and it was around the 4th of July. 4th of July is a terrible time of year for dogs. Dogs hate fireworks. Those fireworks are loud and they get scared and they go hide under their bed or under your bed, and it's hard to get them out. It's a terrible time of year for dogs, and I would love to come on your podcast to talk to your audience about it. That email has made rounds because I screenshotted that, and I've sent it to podcasters that I'm friends with around the world. Like, this is what I'm talking about. This is the spray and pray method. I don't know how many other podcasts this email landed in front of, but that guy clearly didn't look at the content my show offers. Why would I ever say yes to that? Why would I ever deviate from the concept of my show to talk about something like this. Now, again, I'm with him. I mean, I agree. I know that this is not a good time of year for dogs. However, my audience isn't showing up to my podcast for that message. If they're concerned about that, they're going to listen to a pet care podcast or a dog lovers podcast. That gentleman would have better luck if he did some research, found some shows that talked about that, and then cultivated a quality, valuable presentation and reached out to that show instead of just shooting a message at every single podcast that 
hit them that day. And there are a number of ways that you can do that. It ultimately, ultimately looks like spam. But end of the day, there was no congruence there and I had no reason to say yes. So you have to research shows to make sure it makes sense. So when you do offer up your knowledge and expertise, it makes sense because the audience, when they hear it, is going to go, huh, this is another valuable piece of content that's a part of this show. I'm going to tell others to listen to it. That benefits you as the guest. And then it benefits the podcaster because they continue to grow. They may have you back again because you're aiding in their growth. So if you're not doing it from that perspective, you're going to be dead in the water before you even get started. Mm -hmm. I I know exactly the type of pitches you're talking about. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, as a podcaster, you know, it's brutal sometimes. It's it's humorous to a point, and then it's also frustrating because you're like, okay, well, you're just wasting my time. You're wasting everyone's time here. But mm -hmm. no, I, I completely agree. I've been giving that a lot of thought as I'm reaching out to guests as well, like or looking at the way people pitch to me. And some of them like really kind of blow my mind, like the amount of effort they've gone to to try to come on this show where they're like, Hey, I would listen to this episode. Like they give value points from the episode that mm -hmm. aren't just in the first couple minutes of the show. And then they're like, I just left you a five star review, like screenshot the review. Like they went through a lot of trouble to like show that they really want to be a part of this. And like that, like blows your mind. You're like, holy cow, like let's look into this. Let's see what this person can bring to the show because they actually care. You nailed it. That stands out so much more. I mean, in to not to step on my point from a second ago, because that stood out for all the wrong reasons, the dog email. <laughs> but yeah, when somebody actually takes time to prove that they want to be a part of your show, that's going to make you as a podcaster say, okay, they're invested in this. If they're willing to share this content and give me a review just based on the couple episodes that they've listened to already, they're really going to get behind this when their interview goes live. And yeah. as a podcaster, I'm sure you'll agree with me, Nick. One of the most frustrating things that takes place is when someone says, oh, yeah, I'm going to share this podcast with my email network and my Facebook following has you know so many engagements and likes and blah, 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 blah. And then they do nothing when it goes live. You never hear from them again. It makes me wonder why they ever did it, because I love sharing podcast interviews that I do with my audience, because for me, this is just another piece of content that. Other than me showing up for the interview, someone else put the work in to mm -hmm. make it great. And now I get to share it with my audience and give them more buy-in that I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And that's where, again, a lot of people that might have tried podcast guesting in the past may say, wow, this doesn't work for me. Did you do that? That's usually one of the first questions I ask. What did you do with the content once it went live? Did you put it on your website? Did you put it on your social media? Did you do a blog post? Did you write an email about it? Did you let people know it existed? If you don't, do not expect results. So 100% with you. If someone is doing that up front and really taking time to show you that they're a valuable asset, it makes complete sense to look deeper to see if they're going to be a good guest. And more than likely, they're going to be. Because someone that's doing that has proven that they've got it together. And they're really looking to take this seriously. Let's talk strategy. Like what makes a great podcast guest then? So we know we got to show up. We got to be serious about this thing. We're not spraying and praying. <laughs> but how, like how do we, what makes a good podcast guest? I think from the start, again, providing value upfront, giving everything that a podcaster needs to, to do their show, making sure they have all of your information so they can build a format that caters to your expertise. This can be done through a website, through a service like Podmatch, where you and I met, Nick. You mm -hmm. can send a media kit. There's a number of different ways to make sure that a podcaster and their producers have everything they need from in order to produce a show that, again, they're looking to build something that their audience is going to listen to. The best way to do that is to 
produce a show, you as the guest comes on, you're the expert. If they don't build something that caters to that expertise, then what's the point? I mean, you can come on and talk about other things and have some fun with it. But at the same time, you want to have that person on your show because they have something powerful to say that's going to resonate with the audience. When that happens, they're coming back for more episodes because they, you know, they know you're taking care of them. You're being selective with who you're featuring as a guest. So you have to position yourself to be that resource. So giving them everything they need to build a format that caters to your expertise is a huge help. On the guest side, once you have that guest spot locked in and you've got it scheduled and you know that you're going to be on the show in two weeks at three o'clock on Thursday, now it's time to prepare a little bit. Don't just take that for granted that you're going to show up and talk. Listen to some more content. Jump on their social media. Look at their website. How are they how are they producing content for shows that have just gone live? What are they doing to spread the word that a new episode has gone live? That'll give you an indication of what's going to happen when yours goes live. Jump in the comments and get into conversations with people that are having conversations in their threads. Doesn't have to be a sales pitch or anything to that nature, but just get in and stir it up. Have a little fun with everybody. Let them know you're going to be sitting down with Nick in a couple of weeks. You can't wait. I can't wait to be a part of this catalog because all of this content is awesome. Keep endearing yourself not only to the audience, but to the host of the show or the producers of the show. They see you doing that. They realize you're valuable. And then, of course, confirm your time. Make sure everything. I mean, a lot of this is automated and it comes from the side of the podcasters, when they set up through Calendly or whatever service they're using, typically there's a 24-hour notice. Some do an hour notice, but make sure that your interview is still on so you don't show up and no one's there and you're wasting your time. And that's a rarity, but again, just good to be thorough. And then when you're there, kick some ass, provide value, be an asset to that show. Know that you're there to make a difference and help that podcaster create a piece of content that they are proud to share with the entire friggin' world. That's your job as a guest. When you do that, everybody wins. And from your side of it, your goal is to attract new people to you. This is, again, one of the bigger PR initiatives going right now because podcasts are so hot. Being on a good show that aligns with your mission, your message, and your objectives gives you an opportunity to tell that story, to make a person in the audience stand up and go, hey, I want more from you. What can we do to make that happen? When you give your call to action, it allows people to follow you into your world. And that's something I feel we should talk about too. Podcast guests that give 20 social media links at the end of every podcast are doing it wrong. You need to supply one call to action that gets people to your website. That's where the keg's at. That's the main part of the party. Everybody's coming there to get the most value from you. If you send them to 20 different social media accounts, they may follow you. They may pick one or two, but you don't know that they came from that podcast. Mm -hmm. You want them on your website. You want to personally, what I do, I, I set up a specific landing page for every podcast that I make an appearance on. That allows me to give a personalized message. It allows me to control the narrative to some degree. And I can see how many people are coming over from that show once it goes live because I'm only sharing that link in one place and that's on that podcast. When you do that, not only do you get that ability to get some semblance of traffic coming from that podcast, but the SEO benefits for your website are enormous. Every time you put your link out there that points to your website, podcasters will put that on their own website, on the website that hosts their podcast, like a Podbean or a Sounder.fm or a Libsyn. When you do that, these high authority websites keep pointing traffic to your website. Google's going to stand up and say, this must be an authoritative website too. Let's start boosting them in the rankings. Now your organic visibility 
starts to rise as well. So if you do this right, there's so many advantages that you have at your disposal, but you have to follow the system. Rooting it all in value, as I said at the beginning, is a great way to put an overarching theme on the whole presentation or the, the whole approach. But there is certain pieces of this machine that all need to be running in order for things to work effectively. That, that's very interesting, the, the social media link deal. Because I've seen it on both sides where, yeah, they just give you everything. <laughs> yeah, it gets convoluted. And by the end, of, it's paralysis by analysis. So many people will say, yeah. well, huh, which one do they really want me to go to? Huh, I'm not going to go to any of them. Right. But if you only give one, it's pretty obvious where they want you to go. And I mean, I, I know some some podcast hosts like myself, like they're going to put multiple links to get in like ways when we're done with this episode. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have a show notes page for this episode. Mm-hmm. And there are going to be multiple ways you can get in touch with Jason. So that, I mean, it gives people options where if you're on Instagram, but these people aren't on Instagram, but you're on Twitter and they are on Twitter, they can get in contact with you, but you're not overwhelming them at the end of the episode and just like giving them a shit ton of links and they're like, yeah. okay, uh, goodbye. Well, that's pretty so, much it. I mean, that's the, you know, towards the end of a podcast, that's when attention is starting to wane anyway. Mm-hmm. So people are already slightly tuned out. If you start just rattling off every social media network that you're a part of, that's just more reason to check out or hit right. fast forward and just be done with the podcast. But again, that one link allows you to have some control because when they land on your site, you can give them something. You could say, listen, if you want to develop your LinkedIn following, just put a link to your LinkedIn page. Nice little personalized message. Thanks for listening to me on the nine to five podcast. Follow me on LinkedIn. Let's have some conversations about brand building, whatever, whatever your initiative is. But mm-hmm. again, when you get them on your website, you've got them where you want them because now they can look around. If they really found you valuable, they hear you on a podcast and they feel like you're a resource that can help them grow their brand, make some changes, do whatever your mission is. Once they're on your website, they can discover more and they can look at your homepage. They can look at your blog. They can look at anything that you have in place that's designed to continue telling your story. But if you send them over to social media, yeah, you can still tell your story, but you can't tell exactly where they came from. And again, if you're rattling off a bunch of options, it's pretty much a guarantee they're going to go to none of them. Maybe mm-hmm. one if you're lucky. Right. Yeah. And was, I, I want to see it was episode 86. I'll, I'll confirm that and put it in the show notes here. But um, I was talking with James Hipkin and he talks very much in depth on this hub and spoke model where the website is your hub. And all the spokes of your wheel are all the other digital marketing platforms that are trying to get people to your hub. So it makes sense that you're sending people to your website, which is your main platform. It's your place versus like a social media platform where, yeah, they log in. I don't know how many times I've logged into like Instagram to go look for something specific and I start scrolling and forget what I even came there to do. (laughs) Yeah, you get sucked into that scroll hole. It's hard to break (laughs) out. Yeah. So if you're sending people to Instagram, you might be sending them into that scroll hole Mm -hmm. versus sending them directly to your website where they can start digging into you and not every other distraction that's out there into the world. Yeah. And if your website is optimized properly, more than likely you have your social media links on your website anyway. So it's going Mm -hmm. to be built in. If they want to follow you on Instagram, they can just click on it from your website. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Now, what are your thoughts on like a lead magnet, lead gen offer? as a podcast guest? Oh, I think it's imperative. I mean, right now I have a 10-step guide for getting started with podcast guesting. In development, I have a mini masterclass that previews some of the things that people forget when it comes to establishing themselves as a value-driven podcast guest. And this is all to get people 
interested slash excited in the prospect of becoming a podcast guest that builds their brand on this tremendously popular medium. So having that lead magnet and having some value built into that, I I don't think there's any other way to fly. Mm -hmm. Because if you're just, again, if you're just pointing people to your website, that's one thing. I mean, you absolutely can do that. But having something that is going to give them incentive is a thousand times better than just sending somebody over to your site just for the heck of it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, having, and again, like, I'm sure we'll talk about this as we wrap up today, but yeah, right now, like I'll, I will offer this guide to anybody listening today. They just hop over to my website and grab it for free. Mm-hmm. So yeah, absolutely. It's a great way to, to determine if you've got some good people and now you've got them in your ecosystem. They obviously felt some value by what you had to offer on the podcast. They just listened to, they followed your call to action. They've entered into your world just like any other lead might do from social media, from any other corner of the internet. Once they do that, it's up to you to nurture and up to them to up to you to keep providing value. Mm-hmm. So the way that I always compare the podcast guesting element of this whole process, it's the trailer to the movie. When you go to the movies, oh gosh, I mean, they're probably showing 20 some trailers these days, but it's a long, it's, it's like <laughs> 35, 40 minutes of trailers. But the concept behind a trailer is that it's to give you a little preview of what this movie is all about. And if they do a good job, it's going to entice you to say, that looks good. I want to go see that when it comes out. When you show up on a podcast and you provide value, that's your trailer. You are setting the table for the kind of value that you're going to provide somebody that needs the service or the product that you offer. You're not giving it all away. You're not selling it. You're just giving everybody a taste. What's this person all about? What is your brand all about? Tell us your story. If they like what they hear, they're going to say, that looks good. I want to see that when it goes out. And to translate that to, to this whole process, they follow you to your website. That's where they see the full screen motion picture. So if you start thinking on it as a small, start thinking about it as a smaller element, that's a small piece of this huge puzzle that you're putting together to provide value to the world. It starts to make a little bit more sense and it starts to deliver you much better results. I love that analogy. That's awesome. But being the podcaster, that's smart. Every now and then I stumble on something that's <laughs> real. Hold on to that. Yeah, right. I think just as we're getting ready to wrap up here, I think with everything that you're saying, that creates a very solid point that we've kind of touched on. But that's knowing what your goal is going into these guest appearances. Right. Like, yes, we know that we need to be providing value to that audience, but ultimately, like, what is your strategy or what is your goal at the end of this episode? Is that to build more people on your email list? Is that to sale might be kind of stretching it as a cold, I guess, top of funnel level, but what is your purpose of being on that podcast and being able to deliver on that and show people that you have what they want? You have to define that immediately. That's one of the first things we talk about the training and coaching I do is what what is your goal? What is your objective? Why do you want to do this? And really, I guess even going before the goals and expectations is why? What is your reason for wanting to build your brand as a podcast guest? There, Everybody's got their own unique reason for doing this. And it comes down to what you said, Nick, what do you want to happen once the interview goes live? What are you hoping to accomplish? Because if you can define that up front, then you know the purpose of why you're showing up to a podcast. And when you show that or when you provide that value, in turn, you're going to get that result. The more you get better at telling that story. Now, I'm not saying mm-hmm. that you get immediate results with the first interview you do, because that's rarely the case. You got to get comfortable in, the, in front of the microphone. That's why I developed the training to alleviate some of that learning curve, because some people fly blind when they go into this, not really realizing 
the value that they're leaving on the table. And yeah. podcasters appreciate this because they know that if they get a good interview and a good conversation out of somebody, they now have a good piece of content that's going to help grow their audience. So again, everybody wins. But you have to have those objectives nailed down right up front, because if you just fly at this haphazardly and say, well, here's some podcasts, I'm going to go do an interview and I'll talk to this person and we'll cover this, that, the other thing. If you don't know what you're going to get from that in the end or have an idea of what you want to get from it, then you're going to get nothing because more than likely you won't stay excited about it. And you've got to be prepared for the natural bottlenecks that are built into this process. Podcasters are very proactive with their content, not all podcasters. I mean, I've, I've run the spectrum from, oh, yeah, your interview will be live tonight to your interview will be live in 10 months. So typically it's the middle ground. <laughs> Those are the far extremes. So like, I don't want to scare anybody to think like, oh, yeah, this is <laughs> what you're going to run into. <laughs> I've only encountered the next year thing one time. But there are natural bottlenecks in the whole process, which is why you need to get in a consistent rhythm of doing this. Because when you schedule an interview, there's probably going to be a few week lag because podcasters aren't just interviewing you. They have other presentation or other uh, conversations lined up. So it may take a little bit to get on their schedule. And once it goes live, it may, that could be a few months from when you actually conduct the interview because they have other content in the can that's scheduled to go out prior to yours. So doing this consistently, like the answer, when should I start podcast guesting? Last week is the answer because you want to get, you just got to get ahead of it and be prepared for those natural log jams that are going to slow things up. So that's part of the strategy as well. So you have to think long term to some degree, which is why having a plan of action in place is going to allow you to do it. Because if you if you start interviewing for things today for something that's not going to be in existence in three months, you're shooting yourself in the foot. Because when your interview goes live, people are going to be or people are going to hear this. And when they come to your site and they don't see it, they're going to scratch their head. Well, wait a minute. That's not what Nick was talking about on this show. What's going on here? So you have to think proactively. And again, this all comes down to planning and preparation, setting goals and expectations and knowing your objectives from the very beginning. When you do that, being optimized, it's just, it's so much more comfortable and you're going to be much more confident in how you proceed with this content strategy. And that's, again, that's what I developed my training program for was to shave off some of that initial learning curve slash obstacles that you may face, helping you realize that there is a good way to proceed with this. And if you follow the system, you're going to get results in a much more efficient fashion. You could even monetize your interview before it goes live if you do things right. Ooh, that's that's a good hook leading out of this thing. So tell me, tell me where and let the listeners know where can we get a hold of this training. Come on over to jasoncircone.com slash nine five. And when you land there, you're going to get access to the guide that I put together called 10 tips for becoming a valuable, fully optimized podcast guest. And this really will set the table for how this process works and what you need to be aware of in regards to building your brand as a value-driven, impactful podcast guest. Once you get through that guide, we can talk about the next steps, which is really the training program, which is hands-on, comprehensive, intensive, one-on-one training. It's not automated to where I'm just going to send you a course and you're going to do things on your own. No, like we're working together. I like working with people one-on-one because I feel I can provide much more value having those conversations live and in the moment and actually work on some of the important aspects of your presentation when you go on podcasts versus just saying, here, do some homework and report back to me when it's done. There's much more value in having a conversation in the moment. And that's where I really feel like everyone's going to excel. You on the side of the trainee would be able to ask questions in the moment, have a 
firm understanding of how this works before you ever turn on a microphone. I, I love it, man. For everyone listening, I will put the link in the show notes. So stick around just a few seconds longer and I will get you that along with other ways to get in contact with Jason. Jason, this has been extremely valuable. I I can't stress enough. I really hope the listeners are thinking about podcasting as a strategy, even if they haven't in the past, thinking about how powerful of a platform this is and the exposure they can gain by putting themselves in front of audiences that other people have already created for them. They've done all the hard work for you. (laughs) So once again, thank you so much for coming on, man. This is a blast chat. Thanks for having me, Nick. I hope everybody feels the same way as you. And I will say for everybody out there listening to the podcast, Take a few seconds to jump over to Apple Podcasts if you haven't already done this and leave Nick a review and let him know and let the world know what you think of this podcast. Because I know from firsthand experience, Nick is doing some great work, finding guests that will have a great conversation with him. So you have good content to listen to. The least you can do is let him and the world know what you think of the show. I really appreciate that, man. Everyone go listen to Jason. Awesome, dude. Well, you have a great rest of your night, man. You, you bet, man. Thanks a lot. Okay. That was Jason Sircone. Guest podcasting is something that I've also started doing a lot more of this past year. Let's face it. Building an audience from scratch is difficult and continuing to grow that audience isn't an easy feat to accomplish. That is why you should be doing what you can to position yourself in front of audiences that already exist. This doesn't even have to be strictly podcasting. I mean, this could be form of YouTube collaborations, working together with other influencers and brands on social media. That kind of collaborative work, working together type of thing is really what is going to give you the most exposure. Podcasting just happens to be one of my favorite forms because the listeners are showing up week after week for that podcast host. And as a guest, you kind of get that undivided attention of this audience that someone already created for you. Okay, so that's my little spiel on it. Now, if you want to get your hands on that free masterclass that Jason mentioned here at the end of the episode, or you want to find any of the other links or resources mentioned in the episode, you need to head over to 95podcast.com forward slash episode 98. That's 98. That will have everything you need as it relates to today's episode, and it will also have a link to that new YouTube channel as well. So if you've been thinking about starting a podcast or that thought has crossed your mind, maybe I should do this. Go check out that channel. Go subscribe. I'm going to be posting content fairly regularly over there as well and just really looking to help more people get into podcasting. That is it for me. I hope you have a great rest of your week. Stay safe and I will catch you all in next week's episode. 